So what's it going to take to get like a course catalog for Steve U? I don't know yet. Um, what courses are offered? <laughs> Obviously, you teach all of them. Um, or 80s uh, pop culture is one of them. That's awesome. Um, I could teach the master's level of that one. Um, the 80s Saturday morning cartoons, that's an elective. Um, <laughs> How about a quick fire course where you just throw out stuff and people have to identify it and you would call it 80s HD? That, that sounds good. <laughs> it's all 80s oriented. Yeah. There's a... These are all good. I love 80s anything. I mean, you can't beat it. It's the best no. thing ever. Well, that's the thing is because everything is regurgitated. But what period of time in American history can you say that that style has already been involved in what people were dressing like? That was its own thing at one time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it didn't go back to the 50s. It didn't go back to, you know, the 20s and 30s. There was none of that same style. The haircut, the hairstyle was completely its own thing. The clothing was pretty much its whole thing. It really didn't take anything from anywhere else. No, it was its own thing. The 60s was just kind of a run on the 50s. The 70s -hmm. was almost a revolt. It was a continuation of the late 60s. -hmm. The 80s was a revolt against everything. They they went head-to-head and contrarian against literally every possible thing that had happened in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Culture, music... The 80s had no meaning, kind of, in a way. It was empty, but <laughs> you know, and it was. There was a lot of it that was empty, and it was playful, but it was fun. The I 80s like was it. a fun time. I didn't have, I mean, I had bad times, but overall. They pushed some limits. There were some limits that they pushed on, on things that now seem tame. But to those who had grown up with the Happy Days culture <laughs> of the 50s and 60s, it was just, yeah, how dare you do such a thing? But... I mean, remember what a, and this was a few years before we were old enough to really get it, but now looking back, we can understand what it was like, I think, because we, we were a few years past it, but we can look back and get the importance of it. Look at how revolutionary, like, The Breakfast Club was. Yeah. And cinema, I think cinema was really good. That was a really good time for, like, movies. It oh, was John Hughes was putting out a classic every 18 months. And, and since then, it, everything's been, maybe even leaking into the 90s but now i mean there's no ideas left it seems like everything's just either being rehashed or done well look at their new ideas their new ideas are rebooting and i I hate that they're using that word all the time rebooting the 80s it's not rebooting it's because um, they are failing at the box office and they have to get hits but they have to put something in there that makes the person that watched the original hate the new one and probably hating the person that likes the new stuff. So. Here's here's the best explanation that I saw from it. There was an executive that essentially said this, and I get this argument because it does make sense. He said that the reason why reboots are so popular, and we're seeing so many of them, is because they are using concepts that are already familiar. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to try to market everything and explain everything. It's already done. Mm-hmm. You just say, hey, here's here's Family Ties, but Michael J. Fox isn't in it anymore. This new <laughs> 16-year-old kid is in it, but it's that show. And you go, oh, well, yeah, I really like Family Ties. Let's see if they butcher it. And you know what? <laughs> That's basically the only reason to watch it. They're probably going to butcher it. Now, it would not be right to say... Uh, Michael J. Fox is in it. Oh, wow. They really shook things up. It's not right to say that, and I will not sit here and listen to anyone say that. Mm. That's morally wrong. They shook things up. It's morally wrong, Steve. It's completely wrong. I will not sit here 
and listen to such absolute foolishness. Oh, Mr. Belvedere. That was a pretty decent show, I guess. Did you just reference Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's so old. Man, Mr. Belvedere's... It wasn't bad. It was different. What other show, what, Benson maybe was the other well, one like that? The... Other shows based on a butler, like maybe the, Alfred Hitchcock presents or something. I don't know. The character of Belvedere, like the Belvedere character, is nothing. That was nothing new. That had happened before, but it never really got its own. But spin. using that name, there were I think movies, but this was using that character by name, putting him in the title mm-hmm. of the work, and he was he was personable, and you really focused on him progressing into a family instead of doing a, a 90 minute standalone film mm-hmm. small wonder what about that, that? oh boy <laughs> that chick's actually kind of hot now who is small wonder girl i don't remember her so we're about to revisit um the israeli military just said they are currently targeting iranian targets in syria Sounds so good that means on the offensive Oh, go on. Just destroy everything. I mean, literally, just destroy anything that moves. I don't care. This thing reads my mind. I, we already know it does, but... Oh, it, oh, no, it doesn't read your mind. It reads your lips, Steve. It listens to everything you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, that's not true. I think it's got an algorithm that picks up certain words. Because if it literally listened to everything we said, there's no telling what would come up on my suggested ads on Instagram. I have a lot of weirdness. Which I... As opposed to all the perfectly normal stuff you've got going on now. Oh, nothing. I don't have that high-pass filter on. She's not as hot as I thought she was. Go away, girl. I don't want you. Let's try that. That that, that sounds... Sounds good. That sounds... Had a little bit more... I like it it warmer right there. I like like that low-cut filter on because it's a little warmer. The problem with with microphones that are not like $300 microphones is whenever you get down into the bass range when you need the sound to be a little warmer, mm-hmm. it's not there. So I think if I use a low cut filter, it's going to it'll bring that up a little bit more and then I can control the other stuff in EQ. That's pretty funny. That's, that's something for Dave. It says when you forgot to text your hose, but remember you don't got no hose. <laughs> <laughs> something to send you then we'll see what see what is shaking on this cool May evening are you just gonna think about uh gonna think about what Marty McFly all day or <laughs> what's shaking oh my gosh you know what his favorite Elvis Presley song is don't you <laughs> what all shook up all shook up <laughs> alright that's not that's, that's probably gonna happen to me now that's Thanks obviously not the one I was gonna send I've got I've got so many memes. I'll be the dude with uh, MS that's just trying to get laid all the time. All right, I'll That'd send you awesome. this. I'll send you this one because you have to be at least somewhat competent in history, which most people right now are not to understand it. But I will send you this, and you you instantly will get it. You will get this. I hope so. Most will not. Just read it as you get it. Oh, you're sending it yeah. to me. I was listening to here. Yeah. I was like, audio. Where? Yeah, yeah. Read Come it, on, man. Read it, it as you see it. It's going to bing me on my little messenger. I think you will. Brad I think you will this. Let me, uh, when your German classmate starts getting friendly with the Japanese exchange student. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's horrible. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of World War Two humor. I like the eyes, though. They're kamikazes. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of look like that, don't they? Who? What, who's they? The the other side. <laughs> I like that, though. It's pretty good. <laughs> did you make that? I did not make that. No. If I made it, it would have a picture of Dave and probably Ichiro Suzuki from the Mariners. <laughs> Dave... <laughs> Well, he's German. He looks German. He's German. Yeah, he looks. I've seen him head. whenever his uh, whenever his choice. footwork isn't real good. Sometimes he does a little high stepping, and <laughs> you know, we don't need to see that. Yeah, I get a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really glad that Tammy is not Polish because if he was invading, I don't know. Poland, I may I may have to debate that if he was invading Poland. Hmm. What's Tammy's last name before Margaret? Garrett. She's English, probably. Yeah, that's my yeah. guess. G a r r e t. We could call and ask. Like we've got it set up right now. Uh, you can. That sounds good to me. <laughs> and actually, what we'll do is we'll just ambush them whenever they come in to do uh, to do our new segment, which we'll talk about tonight. Because we've got a lot to talk about. Tonight. Uh, here's that Iranian force launches missiles at Golan. Syria says intercepted rockets. So I guess they supposedly intercepted it. Here's a good rule of thumb, by the way. Anytime they say they intercepted stuff, that means they got hit full force. <laughs> that means it's like lodged in one of their bunkers. Yeah, they got. It's all of them act like. Remember the Iraqi information minister when we first went over there in oh three oh four. Yeah, and he kept saying the Americans aren't here, and they were literally outside <laughs> the door. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Well, that is the world in which we live now. And remember, that was like, we went into Iraq 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And how's, ev- how's everything different right now? Yeah, it's not. Oh, well, it's not any cheaper. I remember this band. You played this last time. They're, they're English. They are unknown. You can't really find any information on them. They kind of, this sounds, like I said, it, it sounds a lot like uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. It's the 126ers. Yeah, we were talking about that before. End of summer. And this is episode 10 of Apex Live. English people aren't allowed to talk about summer. They don't have it. Or dental care, but again, yeah. beside the point. I'm Brad, that's Steve. Hello. We're back. You know, this is kind of weird to say. But, Actually, uh, it means something now. We're back. Yeah, we are. We are back. <laughs> here's here's the best part of this, though. This is, We're recording this on a cool evening in early May of 2018. And it's beautiful outside. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The problem is, we literally lasted all through the winter and didn't get to record an episode. So this is our first episode of 2018. So a 17 or 18 week late belated happy new year everyone <laughs> yeah i hope all of happy your... birthdays and uh whatever else happy birthdays and holidays because we recorded before christmas mm-hmm. and let's see what else did we miss uh, i hope all of your failed resolutions didn't break you mentally too much <laughs> you may be listening. but the big thing is downloading streaming wherever and however you may be listening thanks for joining us for episode 10 we're going to be much more regular. We're going to have some digital Metamucil. And, uh, so I've, been, I've been drinking more. So. Yeah, and we're going to be more regular and start bringing you episodes on a regular <laughs> basis now because we got a lot to talk about because a lot has been going on. And it, it seems like 2018 has, has been off to a rousing start in the first 13 or 14 weeks. A uh, little bit of business to take care of first. Obviously, if you found us, you're listening to us most likely from our website. You can find that at apexlive.fireside.fm. 
It's got episode pages for every single episode. Everything is sortable by guests. There are episode descriptions, a resources page. There's a highlights page for highlights of a few episodes uh, that we've done in the past. Some of the interviews, us ranting about Varsity Blues and how terrible yeah. one of the actors is. <laughs> a lot of different things. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. The barbecue scene. Go for long one, son. <laughs> <laughs> Toss me one, son. Richard Lineback. Boy, if he ever hears this show, he's going to be so angry. That's like him and Bill Paxson. I know Bill Paxson's dead, but still. Yes, he is. They had, They were similar acting. Yeah. Yeah, but Bill Paxton on occasion could pull off an an accent somewhat. <laughs> this guy, it just it wasn't close. And I thought maybe okay, this was Randy Travis's stunt double. Can we, can we, <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like him. The only difference is he doesn't sound like somebody punched him right in the bridge of the nose all the time, <laughs> like Randy Travis my, did. Call my four year old all the time. He speaks through his nose. I'm like, all right, Randy Travis. <laughs> well, I wonder. Randy Travis. Well, Randy doesn't say a whole lot of anything now. No. After the strokes and the drinking and the arrests, he really doesn't have a lot to say. But <laughs> even strokes and the drinking and arrests. <laughs> even beforehand. I always kind of wondered, did he have a normal speaking voice at first? And you know, he sounded almost broadcast-esque. And then one day somebody just hit him in the face with a bat. And he just went, oh, my gosh. Oh, my name's Roger Travis. Oh, man, I've got to go sing in 15 minutes. What am I going to do? He's kind of, I think he's always, he, where is he from, Tennessee or Kentucky? Uh, smart money says Tennessee, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Ricky Skaggs was from Kentucky. Yeah. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Ah, man, you're referencing some good stuff. I love the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. It's good stuff. That was that. See, that was '80s country, and I can listen to '80s country. '80s country's good. Early '90s country, I can deal with up to a certain point. Alabama, anytime I can listen to. I can um, deal with any of Alabama. Garth Brooks in the '90s. He's about the only one I could really deal with. George Some of it's Strait. pretty good. George Strait was legit country the yeah. entire time. Who's he was always one? good. Um, I'll give you an '80s country one. I'll, I'll go full flesh. Dwight Yoakam's a good one too from '90s. Dwight Yoakam, not only a musician, great a as, good actor, great in Sling Blade. <laughs> he was really good in the uh, the Crank movies too. What was his name? His- Doyle. Doyle, yeah. Doyle. Doyle's a... Goes in and wants some, some ice in a bowl and some chips. And then chips. just gets in a fight and beats everybody up. Doyle. And then ends up dead. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen, yep. seen, seen Sling Blade. Because it came watched, out in 96. I haven't watched Sling Blade. Oh, it's a great movie. Because too many people are like talking about taters and mustard. Oh, I know. And I don't like them, so I can't let any joy from somebody I don't like enter my body. I can't feel joy from somebody else's... If I don't like you that much, I won't. I won't do it. Well, that's fair. I can understand that. All the Scarface is a good movie. How did we? How did we years go later. from giving the web address to getting to this? My fault. And I, I don't know. Who, it's there's no fault. I'm just not real sure. I'll have to go back and listen to it and find out how we. I got haven't here. taken my pills since I've talked to you. Uh, those pills could be any different kinds. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for us at Apex Live Podcast. If you want to send us email, audio commentary, anything of the sort, you can do that. Apex Live Podcast at gmail.com. We're going to do some other stuff. We're going to do Patreon. We're going to do Snapchat. But quite honestly, we're just kind of getting back into the flow of things because we've been extremely busy and most of the time not even with with good things. Anything that we want to do, really. Oh, goodness, no. Oh, goodness. The the last 72 hours for me have been an absolute nightmare for any number of reasons, which we'll get to in a little bit. But, Steve, what's been going on with you? Because it's, it's gone from a December that was... 
Okay, the last episode we did, we were we were talking about the fights that were coming up. Miguel Cotto had just fought. So we <laughs> talked about that. We talked to Justin Navaria about mm-hmm. all the lunacy going on in a fight he was supposed to Oh yeah, the he JP was supposed Stevens to have crap. all that idiocy down in Williamson, which by the way, it's gotten no better. So all that Thank stuff you. happens. And we talk about some fights coming up, and then we get to the turn of the year and everything just goes completely off the rails and that's where we are now so what have you been up to i think i have that remote from that movie click on if you ever watched the movie but i really don't david hasselhoff's in that i really don't isn't he yeah i think so yeah he's yeah because i think somebody pauses it and then somebody hits him Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's hasselhoff i don't think anything i don't think i've been doing anything the whole time literally it's kind of you just don't know where all the time went i just don't know how the time goes that fast i mean granted you know we have long days and a lot of the other sure. pieces aren't there for it, you know, to really be a, I don't know, a nice, fulfilling lifetime. But, you know, unfortunately, things like work and life balance, it just sucks. Because, you know, we're wasting our lives doing things to pay one percenters and... You know, we kind of forget where we're at. Well, we're the we're the widest part of the pyramid down at we're the base. We're going to die. So we drive the bus. <laughs> we're going to die. I mean, I think I, I really do kind of echo that sentiment, especially recently, because, you know, like I said, we are in early May. Mm-hmm. For, the, for those keeping track at home, we're recording this on May 9th. It's been a long December. So, <laughs> I wonder if I have that on here. It's a good song. It is a good. Oh, Counting Crows. Can't the, beat them. Vintage 90s. But I go back and I think about it and I think, okay, we've we've gone through roughly 16, 17 weeks of 2018. And it's not an accomplishment thing of saying, okay, what do I have to show for it? But it's, where did all of it go? I, it doesn't seem like we should be here, and yet we are. And I, and I know that that's a thing that you get to when you start getting just a little bit older. And we're not old, even though sometimes we feel old. But as you get a little bit older... Time doesn't fly. It doesn't. It doesn't go as slowly as it once did. You do there was what a time. You can. Yeah. The school year went on forever when we were in grade school, and even mm-hmm. up until high school, this is never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And now, you blink, and months have gone by. And it's not just perception. I, mean, I really do think that there is a reality to that in some it's way. Weird, but I couldn't explain it if you paid me. I couldn't give you an explanation. It's just, it, there's a lot to digest, and when you, I think it's different when you're in the middle of it, but when you have those periodic moments, every so often, that you realize it, and you kind of open your eyes for a second and go, mm-hmm. what do you mean it's May? What, it's weird, yeah. What do you mean it's almost summer? That doesn't make any sense. And you know, that the, the song we used as the intro tonight, and it's probably going to be our new entrance music, is End of Summer by the 126ers. Before long, it's going to be the end of summer. Yeah. It's going to be here. And it's not even started yet. But it's going to be here. Baseball season's already here. My favorite time of year. I've already been to Atlanta once this year. Which was a fantastic trip. And uh, got to scratch something off of my sports bucket list as a result of this trip. Which was a lot of fun. I got to see the Braves win at home in a walk-off. And come back from down 3 nothing in the 8th inning. And came back to win it in the bottom of the ninth. It was just tremendous. But even that already, that trip seems like it was a month ago, and it was only three weeks. I mean, it's just, it's blowing by like crazy. But, I mean, is there, is, has anything of note happened at all that you even remember? Or has it just kind of been you blink and look up and go, oh, well, well, that, well there that is. Nothing remarkable. I mean, I'm just like, I guess the self-finding aspect of things, but I don't know. 
It's like gray. It's like everything's gray right now. I don't. I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. That's a tough feeling. Yeah, it's it, weird. Whenever you can describe a feeling with a color, it's never good. Gray is never good. Blue uh, is never good. Red usually means you're bleeding or you're a communist. So that's no good. <laughs> and that's fitting that I bring that up because we just had some <laughs> some local and state elections yesterday. Oh, it's so embarrassing watching their commercials. Uh, hey, at least that's over with for the I next thought the couple Paul Bearer was dead. Is he dead? <laughs> you think that uh you think that, that Don Blankenship looks like Paul Bearer. Exactly. if you put a little bit of white makeup on his face. Oh, he looks just like him. The only thing he doesn't have... You gotta get him. <laughs> his, his campaign ads would be so much funnier if he had Paul Bearer's voice. and could. I would vote. I don't even believe in voting. Anymore. Not anymore. At all. Anymore. But I would vote for him just because he reminded me of a happy time in my childhood when I watched the Royal Rumble and some weird guy holding an urn. He could bring me back to a childhood spot. I would do that. <laughs> I would hire him. Like, if, you know. Whatever, but he's a billionaire making crappy, crappy stuff. You know what I mean? He's so. a billionaire that has basically decided I'm invincible. Yeah, pretty. I much. can do as I please. Yep. And obviously, you don't run unless you think you're going to win, unless yeah. you've got some other twisted reason to try to be visible mm-hmm. and turn that into something else. Which, believe me, plenty of megalomaniacs do. Uh, they just they want to go out there and say I ran for office or whatever. That's not a, a, a word that's thrown out enough. What megalomania? You don't hear you don't hear it enough. I don't think people understand it enough. People top out at the definition of egomaniac, yeah. and they think there's not oh there's anything things. above that. Well, when you think you're God or you can represent God in His Word or anything else, and with anything other than God being with you, if there's any kind of ego involved, that's why I take it as when you make God about you or yeah. you make yourself God. That takes egomania and adds in, ju- you know, just a, just a few spoonfuls of sociopath. You need to know how to speak to your dad. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and when you combine egomania and sociopath, that's how you get megalomania. Yeah. And yeah. there are people who would absolutely right now say that we elected one as president. And I say, if you think that's what a sociopath is, if you think that's what a megalomaniac is, mm. you're crazy. Hitler was the epitome yeah. of that. I'm I'm not seeing anybody dead as a result of Donald Trump. And I know there are people who immediately I'm turning this off. I'm not listening to I'm this pro Trump stuff. Talking about it, man. You know, I just I, when are when are people going to learn the reality of politics, the reality of society at this point? And that is, we have a two party system, which, by the way, is the first mistake. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there are vast majorities of, uh, of that, but I mean, it's not represented. No, it's not. And it, that's not representative of who the country is. But what what cracks me up and makes me sad at the same time is that we have a we have all of this going on and you have the Democrats fighting the Republicans tooth and nail mm-hmm. on party lines, just cracking heads with each other because of how different they are. And how diametrical polar opposites they are on every issue. And then whenever you do your research and you read their voting records and you see what's actually happening in Washington, Mm -hmm. you start to realize that the difference between them is Mm -hmm. very, very small. Nothing. They're just liars. All they do (laughs) is they take the time. 
to listen to the constituents long enough to hear what they care about, and then they'll kick the can down the road just so they can say, well, I'm going to run on on this issue, I'll get elected, and then do nothing for the next four years. And then when it comes time to be reelected again, I know what talking points to hit, and then I can point to the other side of the aisle and say, well, you know, it's those people over there that, you know, that's why we didn't get anything done on these issues. And then it's it's the extremism that is obviously completely false. It's the straw man arguments. Mm -hmm. It's the ones who jump up and say, well, you know, I'm I'm up here to stand up for and defend uh, the elderly and the kids, and I'm for education and health care. And they say that as if their opponent wants all children and old people to die, and no one should have any type of health care ever, and you want to just choke the life out of these people. And that is why I think more and more people, maybe without even knowing it, I don't don't even think they're doing it consciously, more and more people are getting funneled into that libertarian Mm -hmm. area. Oh, yeah. And maybe not the... Maybe not the nominal libertarian party with that with that exact ideology and registering that way and supporting the candidates, but they're going that way just in terms of saying, you know what, I want my country to defend me. Mm-hmm. I want them to handle federal questions, and I otherwise just want to be left alone. I think that pretty much would be the vast majority of the population, really. But, but isn't that how we were designed? That's isn't how that it's supposed what to be. Yeah. The, con- the Constitution, the Founding Fathers, all said the same thing? Small centralized government. That's why the amendment exists in the set of 20 plus amendments, or however many there are now. A bunch now. Um, yeah. That's why the amendment exists that says. And people will complain because I didn't know the exact number. Well, I got a lot on my mind, people. No, they'd be all right. They'd, who cares? <laughs> but you think about it, and it says, it goes back to the issue of states' rights, and says, if it's not a federal question, the federal government needs to be out of it. Well, that's how it should be. That's how I want it. That's how you want it. That's not how it is. The federal government wants to have absolutely everything decided by them, because when they do that, they cede power, they take care of everything, and everyone stays under their thumb. Take is the main word there. Look at the biggest argument of the last five years that we have seen fought in the Supreme Court, and it was was the issue of homosexual marriage. People, before you start sending emails, before you start tweeting, or blocking me, or blocking Steve, or getting all angry. Why would you want to be married in the first place? I don't care if you're marrying a goat or your hat. If you think that you have should have the state to decide or dictate whatever your relationship is, and you're dumb enough to enter in that, then please do. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah. We know, we know Steve doesn't care. I don't care about that. <laughs> this is my statement on it. It, just in terms of, of the legality of it and, and all of those things that were fought going to the Supreme Court and, mm-hmm. and trying to make all these decisions. Here's my simple sta- statement on it. Marriage is something that would not exist without religion. Yes. Re- it was a religious institution. Mm-hmm. So for all the people who scream and scream and scream and scream and scream about separation of church and state, by the way, that is never actually said in the first amendment. They all cite that in the first amendment. Yeah, it's not there, but they scream about separation of church and state. I would like to see the separation of state and church. Stop telling the church how to do that. I happen to, I happen to think that if it is a religious issue, that maybe the government shouldn't have a dog in the hunt. The only reason the government is involved in marriage at all is for the issuing of, of marriage licenses for the purposes of taxation. Mm -hmm. Well, my stance on taxation is, 
pretty well known. <laughs> when you when it comes to income taxes, it's theft. Yeah. Tax consumption, you don't tax income, they're stealing your money. That's not right. So I don't think that the, that the government, federal or otherwise, should have anything to do with it. Now, on a state basis, that's something that should be governed by the people. It should be governed at the level that is closest to the ones whom it will govern. Mm-hmm. So the states should have something to say about it. And if you live in a state where that's not legal, well, then go elsewhere. If you live in a state where it is legal, okay, that state has made it legal. If, because the more that you have things decided by the federal government and not the state government, not the local governments, whoever, the more that you have issues decided by the federal governments, you are literally eliminating the whole purpose of having states. Yeah. Why even have a state? Why, why not just be like every other country? Where everything is the same across the board. It's like mom and dad. Mom says no, so you go to dad or this or that, you know. Well, look what that comes back to every time. It comes back to having daddy government Mm -hmm. and having them them doing everything they can to make sure you don't bite the hand that feeds you. They don't feed me. (laughs) Well, no, because you still have the audacity to feed yourself. It's just the whole fact of it. I mean, I don't know. Just, you know, we're going back to the political spectrum of this is... um, People that believe all this, these things you're talking, you were talking about, like oh, the kids' schools, healthcare, this and that. You know, people, no homelessness, feeding, and this and that. Right. <laughs> these, I mean, in, you're talking about wanting to choke the politicians to do that. It's more so the people that are still there, standing there in line, believing everything they say, and and, and still still saying that they're part of a bigger picture, but they're so involved in a small picture that's such a lie. It's been a lie their whole lives. And they're, you know, in, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever you want to say. They're embarrassing. <laughs> you know, they're embarrassing to me. Steve, hold that thought. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm getting messages right now from our good friend Dave Markert. And he's <laughs> asking a question. Now, we were just referencing Dave, just talking about Dave before we went live. So, because he's doing this. Had nothing to do with hair, uh, hair products at all. No, not at all. No, Peroxide Sun. <laughs> peroxide He's got, Sun. He has got to start a band and call it Peroxide Sun. So what we're going to do without him having any idea of what's going on, we're going to call him and ambush him for absolutely no reason. <laughs> so whatever it is he wants to ask me, he can ask me live, and then I'm going to tell him he's on the podcast. Okay. So, so I shouldn't say anything. Oh, no, you should say whatever you want, by all means, because <laughs> we're just, we're just going to have fun with this, because then we're going to start asking him about invading Poland. <laughs> All right, here we go. He doesn't watch the news anyway, so he won't. He'll believe it. He doesn't know what's going on. So let's call Dave. It's live. Here we go. He better answer. He never answers my calls. Hey, what's up, buddy? Eden, what's up? Um, well, we're currently recording an episode of Apex Live, and you interrupted us in our recording process, so we're going to call you and interrupt you during your eating, sir. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> okay, so what, what was your question that you had? What was what was going on? Do you have my transcript, by chance? Do I have your transcript? I do not have it printed yet, but I do have everything ready. I just have to set up the printer so it can print it the right way. Okay. <laughs> okay and we did have a question we were trying to figure something out earlier so you're going to have to help us understand this because we don't have all of the information um Why? is he are you eating an egg roll <laughs> i'm eating a gyro a gyro Ooh, and pronounced it correctly well done where'd you get yeah, the, where'd you get the gyro from angelos 
No, Arby's quick. Oh, okay. That's it's not, not so bad. It's not a real Euro. Um, so, it ain't bad. So, I it. <laughs> so we need to know something. Obviously, you are, your last name is Markert. You are of, uh, and plus, you're pretty aggressive as a person. Yes. You are obviously of German heritage. We needed to know, is Tammy from Poland? Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I hate you We're not on speakerphone, are we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was into yeah, it. you put me on. Hi, Tammy. I hate you. I don't know if she's from Poland, but I did come around and invade her from the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. See, well, you should be in trouble. Again, you know why? We were asking for a reason because we we had a meme earlier okay. that, that was pretty interesting, and it's uh, it's one of those memes where the the cartoon character has just seen something that that they believe to be sketchy, and they have the two facial expressions, and it says uh-huh. when um, what is it when the when the German when your German friends start to get friendly with the Japanese exchange students. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, so we just, uh, we're referencing some World War II stuff, so we just wanted to get some clarification, because you are the most Germany German, German yeah. that we know. <laughs> Extra German. Except I was born here, raised here. Yeah, that's a good point. We need, that's, that's what you are. But you still blitzkrieg everywhere, though, so. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> Look, I think you really said it perfectly, though. You're extra German. <laughs> I might be. Yeah, you're extra German. I'm just lucky. I've got all the recessive Germans. Now, you're not double German because you've got the hair, but you've only got one of the two eyes. Well, technically, <laughs> green and blue are still recessive. They're the good stuff. Is there something wrong with that weird eye? It's, no. It's half, uh, it's half Malmute Husky. <laughs> <laughs> Get a Malmute guy. Go ahead and tell him, Steve. What'd you say? It's half Malmute Husky. You're half Malmute Husky. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's too handsome of a dog. (laughs) Okay, so what dog do you think you are? Is this one of the questions we're going to look for? If you were a dog, what kind of dog are you? I'm a boxer, of course. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a little too much. (laughs) That's a little. That's a little too on the nose. To be perfectly For honest. For a couple reasons, not just a name. Okay, well. They well, bite air and they're stupid. And you also have your ears cropped. <laughs> I do. Now. How you doing, Steve? Hanging out. Um, I don't know. We were actually just talking about that. You don't know? Have you ever watched that movie Click before? No, but I have tried peyote. That might have been. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know where the fuck I've been. Well, that just took a nice hard left turn into. That's what I do. Hallucinogens. See? I ain't been in it any strange. Ask Stephanie; she'll tell you. <laughs> you know, we always seem to bring Stephanie into the discussion at some point, and she's never here. <laughs> but she always listens. Steph, thanks for listening, sweetheart. I appreciate it. You got to bring her in. You got to bring her there. That's going to happen soon enough. We've got a. We've got quite a few episodes in store here in the very near future. We'll we'll bring her in and let her exact her audio revenge. Oh, well, gosh. I think it just needs to be stated that, yes, we have picked on her and just made fun of the stereotype wife, but not really her, so don't be too angry at me. And by, and by the way, <laughs> stop it with this we business. We? Yeah. I, I'm I, trying to spread I'm the attention out. here, okay? I am, out. I am out. <laughs> don't, don't bring me into this. I'm not going to Actually, incur yeah. the wrath of... of 
of Steve's fiance. I'm not going to do that. Oh, Dave, <laughs> whenever you call her a shrew and you're like, Wee! I did not call her. I was joking. I, don't know I know that, but it, I just, I knew you'd say that. But, uh, um, even Steve, even Steve wasn't in on that. So that's technically all on me. Too. Hey, guess what? But it's okay. Cause it was all on me. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. What a great title I for a book. You. It's all on me. Oh, I, I, I died for your, uh, your sins against Stephanie. So she killed me once or twice. Nothing. No pun right. intended. No pun intended. No pun yes. intended. <laughs> We don't, we don't have an, a video portion of this show, so Steve was immediately like, hands up. It was hands up, don't shoot, but it actually <laughs> happened this time instead of somebody saying that it happened. So uh, Stephanie just texted me, and uh, oh, she no. says, so, so it starts out, so don't hate me. And I said, you fuck me, huh? <laughs> and don't, then hate me, she, don't hate us. We've got play-by-play going on of, of an exchange with Steve and Steph, so this is going to be good. I'm just going to kick back and listen to this. So she says, accidentally, and I said, how? I dropped the fries and only have a few left I could save. Oh, my. She dropped the fries? Dude, she dropped my fries from uh, the omelet shop. The we have alphabet I'm fries here at the house fries. I can make. I that That's a hefty bounty right there. So I'm just, just basically pays. telling her I don't want alphabet fries. <laughs> we have those little kids alphabet fries at the house. But yeah, she screwed me because as a vegan that I don't tell everybody anymore because I'm not trying to be that guy. Five, <laughs> five guys fries are the awesomest fries ever. If you start telling everyone really that you're doing... That, that you're doing the whole vegan thing, you then, I think this is federal law. I don't know if it's federal law or if it's you're, just you're state law. You then, the ha- you then have to start doing CrossFit. I will not do CrossFit. Well, the, oh, well wow. then we're going to have to do something about this whole vegan foolishness. I made a delicious slow... Needs, I want to see Steve do yoga. I did a nice... I like to go just do yoga because there's no other guys there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I cooked a nice, a nice chuck roast in the slow cooker, tavern style. One of the greatest giant chunks of meat that you could cook. Captain Captain Vegan, I'm out. I can't. Does anyone have any Brussels sprouts and eggplant that I can cook up? What an insult, dude! I make. I used to make roasts at home all the time. I love them. That's like my favorite. Mushroom steak. <laughs> I, that sounds horrible, but actually, I did make a mushroom burger with the buns being the mushrooms. Those are two words that don't go together. All right, that kind of sounds good. It was portobello. They were they were portobello buns. Portobello buns. Bun that was mushroom, and then mushroom in the middle. Yes, mushroom sauce that I had a uh, faux <laughs> patty of some sort, but it was very good. That is the worst sitcom that Fox had on about oh. 20 years ago, Mushroom in the Middle. It was terrible. It was terrible, it was bland, and it was boring. <laughs> and I had no use for it. Mushroom in the Middle. And then that kid that now, was in it had... I have one question, though. Then Why the kid that was in it had a stroke, a and now he's not in it anymore. Did somebody have a stroke? Yeah, oh. the kid that was on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, he had a stroke. He's Frankie Muniz? Yeah, he's not Which acting one anymore. Three? Frankie Muniz. Yeah, his ears are way lower than his eyes, which is a sign of something I forget. Yeah, he um, had a stroke. That's what that is. <laughs> he had a no, double that, stroke. That, it, <laughs> a developmental issue. Okay, now you said you had a question. So what's your question? Hmm? Oh, I, it was it was uh, <laughs> since he had a a mushroom bun and a mushroom patty. Why didn't he just eat a damn mushroom? Steve, that's all I, on you, sir. Well, I did because that mushroom was cut in half, and I put. <laughs> Uh, the fake uh, meat patty in there, 
And it was pretty All damn right, good. I'm sorry. I thought you meant you put like a mushroom in the Dude, it was, a, it was a burger with a mushroom as a bun. Okay, that makes a lot more sense to me. Thank God. It, it, doesn't make it, it doesn't make it any more palatable, but it certainly does make more sense. I can serve you that, and you would like it. I'm telling you. Serve it. <laughs> I'll serve you my mushroom. <laughs> I'll serve you my mushroom. There you go. Well, that didn't. That didn't. <laughs> and on that, boys, you have a good night. That I look forward to this one. That tomorrow. didn't take long to go completely wrong, did it? Dave, thanks for joining us, sir. No problem, guys. All right. Always a pleasure. All right, later, buddy. <laughs> bye. Have man. fun, folks. Peace. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Yes. <laughs> well, that wasn't planned. But that's why we ambush people. I like that, though. What, the ambush? We should do it to Stephanie. The ambush guests? Uh, it would be no good, because she'd cuss us out. My kids would be yelling in the background. Okay, so here we go again. She would not cuss us out. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that unless you were involved. The so funny... you get you get 50, at least 50% of that. I don't know. I have heard her angrily scream, you son of a bitch, <laughs> at you. I have heard that verbatim. We do. See, you have to do that, though. That was so funny. But, you, you know, can't. that keeps things fun and fresh because it was obviously not a major, overly serious issue. So it, it turned out okay. But, man, I laughed so hard at that for so long. Sometimes you have to poke the nest enough to where you just get a little sting. I, yeah. I try to get a little sting every day. You know, just like, why are you leaving this in the floor? You, how lazy are you? Just keep on talking about it until I get yelled at. <laughs> so it just, it just, it keeps things lively. It keeps people on their toes and a little energy in the room. I'm, an, I'm, I'm the asshole uncle of the world. I try. <laughs> I try all that. All right, I've got to make a note of that. <laughs> I do that. I, all my, I've got to make a note. That's brilliant. All the kids in my family all love and hate me at the same time because I pick on them all individually. And they don't realize how much I actually love them. Sure. Because it's not a broad spectrum. They all have their own little thing, what I make fun of them about. Well, we're going to take a little break for just a second, and when we come back, we've got a couple things to talk about. We've got a little bit of boxing stuff to talk about. We've got some Middle East news that's going on literally as we speak right now to talk about. And, Steve, yes, we have another Virginia Tech update <laughs> that we will get to when we come back with the second half of Episode 10 of Apex Live right after this. Hills presents Intellivision. Intelligent television by Mattel. More sophisticated than any video game that has come before. Providing hours of entertainment for the entire family. Intellivision, with one of the clearest game displays available today. Find this system, plus a complete line of sports and video game cassettes at Hills, where our game is low prices every day. Episode 10 of Apex Live rolls on. Second half of the program. I'm Brad. That's Steve. Is that a whistle? That is not a whistle. That's a pencil holder. Maybe it is a whistle. It is a whistle. (laughs) That was at my grandparents' house for years. That's That's cool. Creepy. That's awesome. I I knew it was a whistle. I could tell just by looking at it. I really didn't expect we were going to (laughs) start... <laughs> okay, my bad. I didn't expect we were going to start the show with that. That's a Mayan style whistle. That's weird. I don't know where that came it's a from. South American style whistle. That legitimately, this was, this was at my grandparents' house for 
decades. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. It's probably an original piece, dude. That's probably an original whistle. See, here's the thing. I probably could take this. And smash it. On the <laughs> I could take this to Antiques Roadshow and retire. Hey, Mike. Give me that whistle. <laughs> That's a million dollar whistle. You know, the little mo- the little movement you just made, hand and head related, is why we don't have a video component for I saw, this show. I saw my girlfriend do that one time. I just was... That's fantastic. Just once. Oh, we're just going to hash mark how many times you make Stephanie. Angry. I like open my eye up just a little bit like, who's that? Oh! <laughs> See that is. <laughs> oh my. Okay, we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot to talk about. First of all... Clicking your heels doesn't work. Ever. Are we sure? I'm sure. I've tried it. Steve, you were you were watching your oldest son play baseball before you got here. Yeah. That was pretty good. Reminds me so much of Bryce Harper. It's awesome. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so he's going to get us. He's going to get that Summer's Eve sponsorship. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he should. You know what? He likes basketball enough to say, I, "I'm wearing Stephen Curry shoes." He likes those. Right. He does not have a favorite baseball player, which his his swing at one time last year looked a lot like Griffey. Right. And I was like, "That's cool." But, of course, the evil doers that be his other side of the family uh-huh. decided that I thought it looked good, and he was swinging like that, so it was wrong. Oh, well, of course it is. It was wrong. Don't you get sick of that ignorance and stupidity? Sick enough to maybe commit um, an ethnic cleansing of their last name. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost actionable, but it wasn't. So that's I think that's a good thing. It's okay. Uh, but he's doing well. He enjoys playing baseball. He's good at it. You showed me some clips when, before we started he's recording. Good. For an eight-year-old, he's pretty good, dude. Like, and it's whatever. There's a couple kids on his team that are just they don't like baseball. There's a couple that do, but he's responsible for if they score ten runs a game, probably five or six of them. But think about it. It's, we're still in that time. And but then I'm, again, I, you have to have people on base. So oh, I'm yes. saying, yeah. Well, I'm glad that this is the case still, but it's still a rite of passage. Just about that you're going to play baseball as a kid. That's cool, though. He still is able to do that. Sure. I remember, I've seen this online. It is true. I did the research and found that it was true. In the 30s and 40s, when they were designing hand grenades, (laughs) they specifically designed them the shape and the size of a baseball. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, they said straight out that every young American man should know how to throw a baseball. So this should be an easy, oh, natural that's awesome. act that's awesome. for them to do that. And I thought, you know, that's true. But nobody ever picks up a hand grenade and throws a 92-mile-an-hour slider in the dirt and bounces <laughs> it into somebody. But the accuracy and the idea behind it, the way they teach you to throw a grenade is stupid. See, I've never done that. You've done that. You've done. Do they do that in basic? Oh, it's, well, it, not, not basic. They don't do that. They did it in AIT, which was... You know, a specialized training for whatever. Sure. Because, I mean, with the Air Force, you're not going to get too many people throwing grenades. It's just how it is. Well, that will, yeah. In the Air Force, I hope not. So, basically, you have to hold it completely to your chest with two hands gripping. One over the other, kind of like holding a golf club. Okay. Um, you would pull the pin. So, then you have it in your hand. You have the release and the spoon and all that stuff. You take it in your hand uh, mm, from your chest area because they want you to hold it tight. You put it in your dominant hand, standing bladed, kind of rear back like you're going to throw a wild punch, guiding with your other hand, 
and kind of like a moonsault over. Right, go over the top. It's kind of dumb. I, that's not how I like to throw. I if if I'm going to throw a grenade at you, I'm probably going to hit you in the back with it. Yeah, I mean, 90% of the people who ever get to a point where they're going to throw a grenade, they're not going to immediately revert back to their training and, th- mm-hmm. and start doing a oh, yoga yeah. pose and it's... then tilt and throw over. No, they're just they're going to pull the pin, let it fly, and then run. This is like three crazy. pounds of metal. So if I hit you with it, it's going to hurt. Yeah, that's a good. Point. And then that's going to hurt no matter what. Then shrapnel. I blew my butt off. Probably going to blow your butt off too. <laughs> Thin Red Line. Have you ever watched it? I've not seen Thin Thin Red Line. It's one of the best movie quotes or best movie dialogue is when Woody Harrelson sits on a grenade because somebody else pulled it. <laughs> I blew my butt off! <laughs> and he's just like, I ain't gonna die, am I? And he just dies. <laughs> I, do, I do need to clarify something from the first segment of the show. Did we really just ambush Dave? And, yeah, you did it. And, it was you. He, and, we cold called him. And cold calling. Yeah, I think we did that. Like Dave. Yeah, that is probably one of the best interview styles, though, is just call someone unsuspecting and let it fly and see what happens. When it's just like, I he I knew he was eating a food shaped like a dick, just by the way he was talking. I was like, why did he have us on speakerphone? I don't know. Why would you ever put either one of us on speakerphone? We didn't have him on speakerphone. We have him being broadcast to the world. But if we weren't recording this, we wouldn't have put him on speakerphone. No. There is no reason to do that. That's actually a disclaimer that most of the family members I say you don't have me on speakerphone, do you? Like, dude, we would never put you on speakerphone. You know what? I think I just figured out Dave's ring name for his next fight. Huh. Instead of a name, it's going to be an acronym. NSFW. <laughs> what is that? Not safe for work. Not safe for work. <laughs> I think that'll be fitting for him. Because really, the stuff that comes out of his mouth, the things he talks about, that's yeah, not palatable for Ever. Could you ever see him doing an interview on a show on ABC? On the on, Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> yeah, he could not be less Jewish. I know that's the whole. It's tongue in cheek because he's German. And you know what else? Thank you, <laughs> thank you for the brutal, if not unexpected, segue. And I've been following during during the break and throughout the show. Really, I've been following what's going on in the Middle East. That things are just completely degrading. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew when President Trump got out of the Iran deal that it was a matter of time before things went completely nuts. That's what's happened. In the time since then, Israel has lined up tanks on the border of Syria in the Golan Heights. Syria has started launching missiles uh, into that area, so Israel has started firing back, which they absolutely should. But wasn't that done on purpose, the deal? What, getting out of it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So do you don't think that maybe that was like a little straw? Bing! Um... This is this is my simple analysis of what happened with the Iran deal. It's like stepping from between. Okay, you're between two people that hate each other, but now I'm just going to go ahead and step back. The Iran deal was garbage from the outset, uh, and I people agree. people want to argue the merits of it or whatever. And it was really it's appeasement. It was basically. a it was a neutered version of taking actual action, and mm-hmm. it was completely worthless. Yeah. It was a, it was making a deal with someone so you could say you made a deal with them, but it actually didn't have any teeth to it. And it sent them money. It was completely neutered. And so I have no problem with us getting out of it. The reason why I think we got out of it now, and the reason why it matters from a geopolitical standpoint, especially in the Middle East and the way that things are set up there right now, is that we have heard for the last, and I know we're getting back into the Trump thing, and 
you can you can like it or hate it, but he's still your president. It so doesn't matter it what you suck think. Suck it up and deal with it. We don't care what you think. So this is <laughs> this is what it boils down to. Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him, agree with what he's doing or not, has told you since day one what he's going to do. Mm. Now he's flip flopped on a couple of things and he's made some promises he didn't fulfill. But for but maybe he hasn't fulfilled them yet. Mm-hmm. That that that's not a final status of being. Uh, but he said straight up, he's he's not going to appease all of the people that want him to do certain things in the Middle East, and that's great. And the what what has he said during the campaign trail, during his time as president, that's made people the most angry? And I still don't know why it's made him the most he's angry. He's going to make America great again. Even simpler than that, he said <laughs> America first. And people went nuts. And I said, well, he's the president of America. Shouldn't he, he be America first? He's not He's not what... Um I mean, that's not a global president. Yes, that know? just makes sense. It would be America yeah. first. So I think that what he has done here is he has made a decision that is America first. This deal does not benefit the United States, so he's getting out of it. I think that it is playing the long game and looking at it and saying, well, if we, we need to get out of this deal and impose sanctions and cripple what they're trying to do long term, because that makes us safer long-term. The short-term implications are, I think Iran looks at it and says, we have nothing to lose here. And we basically want Israel to die, so now we can go in and start start firing and doing what we want, because we've got nothing to lose anyway. Mm. Getting out of this deal also makes Iran's president a lame-duck president. It takes all of his power away. His big accomplishment of kind of getting one over on the West is now gone. Who is the? Is he still that the one they've had forever now? Who is that? Well, the Ayatollah Khomeini has been in office for a long time. The president used to be Ahmadinejad, who was just Ahmadinejad, okay, a lunatic. Now it's Rouhani, um, who was, I think, for the most part, viewed to be more moderate. I don't think he is more moderate. I just think that his speech is more moderate. Mm-hmm. Ahmadinejad didn't hide anything. He didn't care. Yeah. No, he said whatever he wanted to say. So the main thing is we are right now, it is May 9th. May 14th is the 70th anniversary of the rebirth of the nation of Israel officially Mm -hmm. in 1948. That is a big deal. On that same day, the United States is moving the embassy to Jerusalem. Several other companies, Czech Czech Republic has announced they're moving their embassy to, to Jerusalem. Paraguay today announced they're moving theirs. Don't think that's lost on all of the enemies of the Jewish nation. Oh, yeah. That now has now become a target. And what really stood out to me, Steve, is that after all of all of the talk, all of the hype, the decision-making that went into doing this, it was announced just, I think, a couple of days ago, uh, Trump announced he's not going to be there whenever all of this happens. So it's not, to me, oh, he doesn't care. My question is, do they know that there is an imminent threat? Posed to this event, to this series of events, that could be a major problem. Oh, there's going to be. I mean, it and just depends how many. So that that concerns me. But right now, all I'm seeing is I'm getting update after update after update on my phone. Large scale attacks. Israel took out a convoy of Iranian weapons headed toward the border to be used just yesterday. Now? Yesterday. Oh. Now they're starting to shoot missiles in again. Israel has fired up even more things. There's a lar- and it's being called this too. It's being termed a large-scale conflict right now. So Israel's going in with the intent to finish this. If Iran starts shooting back a lot of stuff, we may see full-scale war by the end of the week. Well, the thing about this is there's been, I mean, smaller-scale conflicts than this that have been considered war already. Yes. So it is. The Lebanon conflict in in 2006 was considered to be a full-scale war, and it 
did not get a whole lot further than this mm-hmm. stage then. Yeah. What happened in Gaza in 2014 was was kind of the same way. This has the potential, however, to be prophetically significant. And I say that as mm-hmm. someone who wrote a, a book on Bible prophecy, but it's this has the potential to fulfill Isaiah 17. This has the f- potential to be tied into Zechariah chapter 12. And all of those things that was that were prophesied what you know those prophecies were made two three four thousand years ago and now here they are not generally fulfilled they're going to be literally fulfilled we're watching that happen now and when you realize that from that standpoint according to what the bible says all of human history is going to come down to one set of events at one period of time ever and we're in it right now here we are everybody get ready that's not a small thing Mm -hmm. and we need to i think fully grasp what's happening so that's what i've been following and yeah i kind of toss away any interest in geopolitics now because i just i hate politics and and well that's not accurate i don't hate politics i hate politicians steve and that's politics i hate politicians i absolutely detest them so that I'm trying to stay away from it, and I care far more about what's going on with Israel because it all comes down to them anyway. It's like I being care. in a wedding and, like, politicians, right? Being uh, in a wedding and, like, being a bridesmaid or something. That's happened. accurate. Got and, a little... And making it all about there you. We go. A little bit of an audio cable issue. It wasn't my turn to speak. No, no, it, was, it was like... No, it was, over, <laughs> it was over here. It wasn't censoring you, I promise. Damn it, bro. But I'm trying, to keep a, uh, I'm trying to keep an eye out on those things because I'm far more concerned with what's going on with them than what's going on with us. Mm-hmm. Because we just have... We're surrounded by idiots and I can't take anymore. Uh, the other good news is we're talking about evil attacking good, which is Iran attacking Israel. Yeah. Well, we've also had an invasion uh, in our local area today because Virginia Tech came to Morgantown <laughs> to play West Virginia. And uh, the Hokies getting uh, getting beaten by West Virginia in baseball. Last I saw it was 8-5. I'm trying to get an update. It is final. West Virginia beats Virginia Tech 10-5 to in baseball tonight. Had the good sense to record it. I watched the first three innings or so, and we, we were up seven mm-hmm. runs. So I can go back and watch the rest of that later. But I bring up Virginia Tech for a reason, Steve. <laughs> and the reason I bring them up is because we have in the past done a Virginia Tech update. And that's something we reference whenever, well, when the Hokies start start hokeying. Hokeying around. You know, they do, they do what Hokies do. And you have to be aware of that. Maybe hide your children. Well, who was it? I can't remember that guy's name. Ant, <laughs> Anto- is it Anto- Antoine something? Hide, you better hide your kids, hide your wife or whatever. Well, they've done it again. And we kind of we kind of knew they would do it again because they're the Hokies are always up to something. And and I know people are thinking, oh, you're just you're just being mean. You don't really mean it being aimed at Virginia Tech. Well, you know, I, I kind of do. Oh my gosh. Steve, describe the meme. I'm looking for, I'm looking for something on my phone. Describe the meme that you just showed me. Okay. It's a roll of toilet paper, uh, which it appears maybe to be like in a, uh, public bathroom setting. And it says, what would MacGyver do? <laughs> what would MacGyver do in that situation? What would MacGyver do? That's a very, that's a very important point. That's something you would need to ask. And that I don't, that's a that's a running joke for a lot of comedians. I've never been in that situation. MacGyver. Oh, I've MacGyvered a lot of stuff. I've never been in the toilet paper problematic situation before. Mm-hmm. So I can't honestly tell you what I would do. Uh, and I'm thankful I've never been put in that position. 
I'm going to look for one more thing. And if I can't find it, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. And that's unfortunate. Hmm. See, this is what happens when you do stuff in real time. You start forgetting about some of the stuff that you need to be able to to pull up on the fly. I, see, I didn't think I was going to... It's my own fault. I didn't think I was going to have to do a Virginia Tech update today. <laughs> but then you took a breath and you're like, oh, I'm breathing. Well, and then I, I went back and realized, you know, we haven't done a show in a little bit. So, yeah, I'm probably going to have to do a Virginia Tech update. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring you this and you can make a decision for yourself. Was this overblown? Was it a big deal? I've purposely kept this away from Steve. <laughs> I've purposely not we told landed him what on this the moon. was, but it's totally true. We will post a link to it uh, on the on the page. Excuse me for this episode, and you can make the decision for yourself. So instead of playing the theme song from Cops, we're going to play something a little bit more appropriate uh, for the Virginia Tech campus. I think this will be fitting. If any of you have ever been to Blacksburg and seen the Virginia Tech campus, lots of beautiful buildings. But you know what? Beautiful lots, setting. Lots of cow pastures. Lots of cows. So anytime any of them make fun of WVU or the state of West Virginia, just remember, your school exists in a cow pasture. It is time for another Virginia Tech update. This happened during our hiatus. <laughs> Steve, you don't know what this is, but I do. You ready? Yes. All right. <laughs> Courtesy of iHeartRadio, although this was all over the media. Every news service, ESPN had it. Dateline Blacksburg. I'm reading this verbatim. The Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team faced much backlash over the weekend when a controversial video of them singing a song that had the N-word went viral. Uh, yeah, see, that's that's actually true. Not only were they singing it, they were really emphasizing that certain word that a bunch of rich white college girls playing lacrosse probably should not be emphasizing. No, that's not good. And th see, but this is the other thing. This was how they celebrated after winning a game. They had gone somewhere and won a game. But the, Steve, the video was only 13 seconds long. It's long enough. <laughs> but but that's not my point. The, the video was only 13 seconds long. Well, I'm sure the song is a lot longer than 13 seconds. Yeah. So they specifically made the video for that period of time just to video them singing that part of the song. Ugh. And then you have to realize this. They weren't but, playing uh, playing Grambling State or anything like that. I, I don't think I don't okay. think they were playing I don't think they were playing Grambling or Southern. Southern, yeah. But here's the other thing. They they weren't live streaming. Somebody had to make the decision to put this thing on the internet. Who who is the tone deaf idiot in our current society that said, mm -hmm. "You know what I'm going to do?" That video of us uh, singing a song full of ethnic slurs. I'm putting this on the internet. Why not just recite the entire Clayton Bigsby sketch <laughs> verbatim for the world to see and then laugh about it? And, and let me preface this. I think the Clayton Bigsby sketch is probably the most brilliant piece of sketch comedy ever created because 95% of the people who watch it completely miss the point that Chappelle is trying to get across whenever he produces that piece. But, it, I mean, does it make you laugh? Yes. Am I going to make a video of me screaming those words and post it on the internet? No, because I would like to have some type of a career and a life beyond this and beyond that point moving forward. So, yeah, that's what happened. Thank you for the clear thinking 
and the, the process of thought that led to this Virginia Tech, because you never, you never disappoint me when it comes to doing entertaining, stupid, stupid, they stupid. Can't stop. Is that not just Virginia Tech behavior to its core? I know a couple people went to Virginia Tech, and that is behavior to its core. I would say so. <laughs> yeah. The other thing we're going to talk about, it's a little bit of an abbreviated episode tonight because we're getting back into the swing of things, and really we're just teasing what's going to be happening in the next few episodes because we are going to try to get an episode put together probably every week to I like ten. To do one every week. Every week ten to days. ten days as far as getting them produced and edited and out. Um, we're going to start doing a new segment on the show whenever we can. It probably won't be every episode, but whenever we have guests, or we may just have a guest brought in specifically to do this segment. And it's going to be just a simple little interview segment called On the Spot, and we're going to put people on the spot. We're going to talk to them about about life, about their life. We're going to ask them questions. We're going to do some word association and get to know people on a little bit of a deeper level. And uh, we've already got Dave Markert agreed to be the first one to be put on the spot. Steve, I gave you a few of the questions uh, just as kind of a teaser and, and get your feedback on and I know you're going to throw in a few as well uh, to ask him. But I think this is going to be an interesting segment and it's going to allow us to, to get to know some people a little better. And it'll be great. I think it makes it more personal for us. Oh, yeah. It makes it a more personal experience for them and it makes it a more personal experience for the listener who's listening in because now you get to know not just what someone does but but a little better who they are. So is that what do you think about about doing this going forward? Is there anybody you, that we've had on or we've talked about having on that you're kind of looking forward to getting to know them a little better through a segment like this? I actually, to tell you the truth, um, or do you want to do it? Do I would like to. Ask to you I would like it to be completely like somebody I know, but not even really talk to that much. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just call them and be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know. <laughs> So you want to what you want to do this ambush style like we? Did I, I like the ambush style the best. I mean, I'm sure we'll get hung up on a few times. Um, yeah, we may do that. And we could actually, you know, just maybe even randomly pick somebody like out of a phone book if they even exist anymore. Well, there are still phone books, but the the phones that most people use don't have them listed in the phone no. book. So well, we could just randomly dial numbers, but I think that's almost actionable these days. Um, I think this will be fun. I think it's going to be an element that you don't generally hear being put out there that much. I've said this for years and we've had this conversation that the stories of everyday people tend to be far more interesting and far more educational and impactful and inspirational, or they can act as warnings way more than reading another biography from an, from another celebrity. I've read some celebrity biographies. Reading Andre Agassi's autobiography called Open is one of the best things I've ever read. Mm-hmm. But that is, that's not the majority. You read a lot of them, and it's the same vapid idiocy in every book. You know, I was, I was a kid, and you know, it's one of two options. Either I was poor or I was a child of privilege. Nobody was ever in the middle. It was one of those two. And then they either had a great childhood or a bad one. They became famous as a kid or as an adult. Invariably, those come back to the same point. They got on drugs and ruined their life and got married four times. And now they're off drugs and went through rehab and they're feeling better, but the career sucks. So they had to write the book to become relevant again and let all the skeletons out of closet that they wouldn't have dared talk about when they were actually famous. Yeah. That sounds pretty uh, pretty uh, on the spot, actually. And it's a, it's a flow chart, and I don't have any interest in reading what amounts to celebrity Mad Libs. That sucks. So yeah. I would rather talk to some people who have some... Real-life experience. Th- I think that's the best way to put it. And they have stories that 
may not, they may be funny to them. They may mean a lot to somebody who's listening Mm -hmm. or vice versa. It may be something that they think is meaningful and we think is kind of stupid and we laugh at them, which I'm not saying that would happen ever. (laughs) If it does, but who cares? (laughs) Yeah, who cares? But there's, you'll like it then. (laughs) There's so much potential and we've got so many friends, just people that we know that like to sit down and talk and be open Mm -hmm. and we can ask some things and we can ask some follow ups and then they can ask for our input on things. There's, there's so many options there that I think would be good for, for a listener to just sit down and maybe something will hit them hard from one of these things. And they just kind of look at it and say, yeah, I'm not alone on that. I've mm-hmm. had something similar to that happen to me and I thought it was a big deal and it turns out it's not. So I think it'll be fun. I'm just glad that I don't have to sit here. You heard some of the questions. I'm glad I, I like them. I'm glad I don't have to sit back and answer all of these because <laughs> if I did, I'd, I, oh gosh, the stuff that would come out, we'd be here for three hours while I'm answering all of these things. Yeah. Cause you'd definitely be, uh, dissecting. Well, you're not just going to get an answer. You're going to get my reasoning. Yeah, there, so. has to be, there has to be a reason behind every answer. It Very just can't be an answer. Well, you would think some of these things would be simple, but that's kind of what we're looking for, man, is we're looking for answers that are thoughtful, and we look at them and say, yeah, that, this is my answer, but eh, maybe now I'm not so sure. Yeah. So let's examine the road that you have to take to get there, and that's what I'm looking forward to. We'll do that. I've got a few names in mind already, and hopefully we'll probably get that done on the next episode we'll probably have our first on the spot stephanie has to be involved as well we have to do it okay so here's she's the character she's now a character she's a character in my life well see i was a big fan of fraser that was one of my favorite yeah. shows do you ever Frasier's watch you ever good, watch yeah. fraser yeah i like fraser pretty good i remember niles at the start of the show his was, little brother was married right? yes was married to maris but and you always heard about Maris, but yeah. you never actually saw Maris or heard Maris. That's kind of where we're headed with Stephanie because we always, she always comes up, but nobody's ever heard from her yet. But but that day I'm afraid will come, and when she finally comes on here and lets it fly, it's going to be probably the greatest thing. She's actually a funny girl, and she um, oh she's fantastic, yeah, she, and she's personable and very shy type person. But I think it'd be good for her. Uh, she, I've been working on this with her forever. You can't be shy on this show because no. it will. You can either open up or it will be dragged out of you, mm-hmm. and that's the best part of this show. And we're nothing if not educational, Steve. We yes. know that. <laughs> yeah, I tell you you're what, more of the educator. I'm more of the. <laughs> I'm, you're more of a what? A cell killer. I kill cells. Okay, so uh, so what do you so what do you what do you mean when you say that she needs to be involved in this? Are you saying she needs to be an on the spot guest? I think an on the spot guest would you be really so? good. I All think right. it'd be fun. Well, just to protect my interests, you're going to write about fifty percent of the questions, and then she can figure out which ones you wrote. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm just going to go straight off the top of my head. I'm not going to write anything down. I'm just going to uh, just free free ball on her. Just see what she thinks about it just some things that i know i'll get her pissed off and maybe possibly hang up on like at the end well okay first of all i'm afraid second of all you're saying she's not going to be live she's going to be on the phone when we're doing this oh yeah no we're going to do it cold call we're going to cold call her <laughs> oh my god like, what are you doing i hear kids in the background are they do you getting... realize that now every time you leave the house she's going to be terrified to answer the phone if you call well she's been asking about this asking about she... what 
because we talk, but we don't talk a lot. So okay. she listens to every one of these shows. I, and, and by to the see way, what's thank going you. on in my life. Thank you for listening to it. I hope you share it. I hope you're proud of what we're doing too. It's she a, likes it's it. It's a lot of fun. But she also like she has to get information uh, every way that she can. Uh, oh, of course. It's it's nice to. I think we all need to go bowling again and record that. That actually, we have tickets for Saturdays to go, Ooh. so we should go Saturday one day. That'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. We can do that and record some segments while we're there, and just <laughs> and just randomly drop them into the show. And if I can get a hold of them, I'd, I've already asked the people up there if um, their fried mushrooms are done in animal fat. Uh-huh. If there's any breading or anything, they can't answer me. But I love fried mushrooms. How could you not answer that? That's your job. How can you not know? You don't know what kind of oil you're cooking things and in. And it kind of pisses me off. Oh, how stupid. But <laughs> Well, we can forget getting sponsored by the bowling place that we're not going to name but, um, right now. But the yeah. omelet shop actually is pretty good, except for one Ooh. day they kind of pissed me off. Because I asked them if they were instant grits, and they said no. And then I heard one of the fellas in the back say, "What he don't know won't hurt him." <laughs> I was like, "You son of a bitch! Tastes a little too buttery for me." <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it'll be fun having her on there. I mean, there's a couple other people I want to throw. I think are kind of interesting that we don't necessarily both know. Mm-hmm. But I think that they would, uh, they could add some uh, a different spin on you know people that have been in different parts of their lives, to other parts of the world. Sure. Different types of. Um, you know, anxieties and things like that. So I think it would be good. There are so many experiences that we all face, that we all deal with. And yet I think we, we manage to convince ourselves that we're the only ones who deal with it, or we're the only ones who deal with it this way. Or maybe we're the only ones who are passionate about something. Mm -hmm. We're the only ones who like something or whatever. And that's not the case. And one thing that, that we do, I think too often entertainment's guilty of this politics thrives on it is we focus exclusively on our differences. Yeah, that's We bad. love to do that. You can't be funny unless you're broken. Um, you can't do certain things unless you look a certain way, talk a certain way, whatever. And yet, what you find the more you talk to people is that we all have so much more in common than we do um, in contrast with each other. And a perfect example of that for me, especially in a culture that is so overly politicized and everyone's perpetually offended and it's voluntary victimhood everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, that I have experienced personally, I have a lot of friends and some family that are absolutely other side of the political spectrum for me. We don't agree on 90% of political issues. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm a very conservative guy. A lot of libertarian in there, but I'm a very conservative person. And they are on the left wing, you know, almost socialist in in what they believe. And yet, we're very good friends. We still care about each other. We still love each other. That's okay. and and the way that you do it is you decide, hey, I, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to I'm going to understand. That if I argue with this person, I am not going to change their mind. Mm-hmm. They are not going to change my mind. This is a completely useless exercise at this point. We had a, we had an election a year and a half ago, roughly. And you had people that were getting on social media, getting on in, anything that they could, getting on their soapbox and telling people about the friendships that they ended and the family members they're not talking to because somebody voted for a candidate that they don't like. You know you know what I've done with the people in my life? And I know you've done the same thing. Okay, we, we don't agree politically. Well, we're just going to talk about the things that we have in common. We'll talk about sports. We'll talk about food. We'll talk about things that have nothing to do with all that stuff because really... 
it doesn't matter. But even if I don't think I have that in common with them, and I know that I don't, I still want to know why they think why they do. Sure, and and you can have a discussion. There are far too many people that are more interested in a monologue than a dialogue. Mm -hmm. If you can converse and you can talk and keep it respectful and come away from it saying, I love you, everything's great, you know, we don't agree on this, but that's cool. Hey, I'll see you at the game in two weeks. Yeah. That's that's great. You're finding common ground. We don't have enough of that anymore. And I think that we can we can discover the commonality in this interview segment and getting to know people on a better level. And we can have listeners feel like they're deeper into it as well. So I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. And that's something I'm really interested in getting going. But as far as this episode, well, I'm sorry. I think we have done... About all that we can do, we're just kind of shaking the rust off everybody and, yeah. and enjoying the craziness that's been going on. See, that scared me just now. That's how <laughs> Man, you are out. I was like, huh. You are out of practice. It's another song by the 126ers to, to close us out. It's been fun doing episode 10. We'll be back soon, we promise, with episode 11. Steve, it's been fun, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Brad. That's Steve. This has been Apex Live. Good night, America, wherever you are.